Indiana has the third highest maternal and infant mortality rate in the country. The United States as a whole ranks abysmally among other industrialized nations. We have no business forcing Hoosiers to be pregnant. You just heard the sound of last night's vigil, where nearly 80 Bloomington residents stood on the front lawn of the Monroe County Courthouse to express their frustration with Indiana's abortion ban. With signs held in the air saying, quote, keep abortion legal, residents mourned the loss of reproductive health care in Indiana. The event sponsored by Hoosier Jews for Choice, Indiana Now chapters and MAD voters brought together Hoosiers, abortion activists, and politicians statewide. In total, seven vigils were held across the state in cities like Fort Wayne and Valparaiso. Pro-choice Hoosiers are looking to make their voices heard as they prepare for Indiana's abortion ban to take effect. In 2022, the United States Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the 1973 ruling which made abortion legal nationally. One month later, Indiana made waves as it became the first state to pass anti-abortion legislation. The bill made only a few exceptions, including cases of rape and incest up to 10 weeks post-fertilization and fatal fetus abnormalities that threaten a mother's life up to 20 weeks post-fertilization. But after one week of the bill being in effect, the ACLU of Indiana sued the state in two separate cases. In June 2023, the Indiana Supreme Court ruled on the first lawsuit, stating that Indiana's abortion ban is constitutional. Under the ban, only licensed hospitals may perform an abortion. Places like Planned Parenthood will no longer be able to offer abortion services in the state. A second lawsuit was filed against the state on behalf of Hoosier Jews for Choice and five anonymous women. They argue SB1 violates Indiana's Religious Freedom Restoration Act by establishing a statewide religion which acknowledges life beginning at conception. If Indiana's Supreme Court rules in favor of the lawsuit, women could apply for an abortion if they receive a religious exemption. As of last night's vigil, there is no new information on the second lawsuit. Amalia Shafris, a founding member of Hoosier Jews for Choice, said they are currently awaiting their hearing, which was moved from September of this year to December 2023. Uh, now, unfortunately, we wish we had more of a, an update for you on the legal case. Um, as a lot of you know, the injunction in the, the privacy law case was recently vacated, which is why uh, the law is taking effect tomorrow. The injunction in the RIFRA case is still standing, and as of right now, we're not sure, because we were classified as a class action suit, but we're not sure right now if it just applies to plaintiffs, which is all members of Hoosier Jews for Choice. You can sign up today if you want, uh, and for anonymous plaintiffs, um, or if it applies to the whole class action. That's what we're now not clear on, and our, our lawyers at the ACLU are currently trying to get clarity from the judge because it would be really great if it applied to the whole class. Um, but right now we're just not sure. And um, if you're on our mailing list, we'll keep you updated. If you follow our social media, we'll, we'll try and keep you updated on, on what's going on there. Right now our hearing is pushed to December instead of September. So we're just sort of uh, in the waiting game. Politicians from the city, county, and state level spoke at the vigil as well. Each provided updates on the work being done throughout Monroe County and the state to provide support for those seeking abortions. 
The president and District 2 representative for Bloomington's Common Council, Sue Scambarelli, said the city is working to provide funds for an emergency reproductive grant program. The Common Council will also continue to support all options and planned parenthood. Defending women's health means defending access to abortion, not just in theory, but in reality. So how have we done that? In October of 2022, we unanimously adopted Appropriation Ordinance 2204, and that specially appropriated funds for an emergency reproductive health care grant program of $100,000, specifically to address the impacts of Indiana's near-total abortion ban. And we stand by that decision. We also recognize that the hard work of this journey happens every single day in places like All Options, in places like Planned Parenthood. And we have actively supported them through the Jack Hopkins Social Service Funding Program. And if I have anything to do with it, and my colleagues do, that's gonna continue. So. This work is not yet done. It takes advocacy, it takes clarity of focus, and it takes money. And we recognize those different roles, and we are privileged to be a part of that, and we are privileged to play a role in that. I'm grateful for a chance to be with you, and I just stand with you, and onward. We're not done. The President and District 3 representative for the Monroe County Board of Commissioners, Penny Githens, said Monroe County is supplying funds to all options and Planned Parenthood as well. The Monroe County government has expanded their health insurance to support employees who need to leave the state to receive an abortion. Like the city, we have supplied funding to all options and to planned pregnancy, par planned parenthood, sorry. Sometimes you plan your pregnancy as well, um, through the Sophia Travis Fund. But at the county level, due to what the state has done with the municipal preemption law, we cannot enact our own legislation to allow abortions within the borders of our county. Our hands are tied. They're tied when it comes to gun safety. They're tied when it comes to abortion. They're tied when it comes to school funding. They're tied with, at so many levels. As we all know, people with financial means will travel out of state if they need to end a pregnancy. Those without funds will be forced to either continue their pregnancies or to seek an illegal abortion. As other local employers have done, Monroe County government has expanded the health insurance coverage we offer to employees and to their families to help pay for travel to another state if someone wishes to have a safe, legal abortion. 40th District State Senator Shelley Yoder said state house attorneys are unsure what will occur legally after SB1 takes effect. As of now, state hospitals are responsible for upholding the ban. If an abortion is performed illegally, doctors could lose their medical licenses. Answers. We deserve answers. We deserve to know what does it mean when SEA goes into SEA 1 goes into full effect, most likely tomorrow. What does it mean? What do the religious protections mean? And so I made some calls, talked with our attorneys at the State House, and I was told, Senator Yoder, it is completely unclear. We do not know. The only people who will be able to figure this out will be the hospitals. The very ones whose professions and livelihoods are being criminalized are holding 
whether or not abortion care will be able to access will be able to be accessed in the most extreme cases. Now, when I was talking to the legal advisor on SEA1 when it goes into effect last week to get some answers, I said, what does 10 weeks look like? Well, she said, 10 weeks is based on, and I said, if you tell me the first day of my last menstrual cycle, I am going to lose my mind. And in fact, that is the case. It is not the moment that the trauma occurred, but a person has to remember the first day of their last menstrual cycle in order to access their right to abortion care. And they have 10 weeks from that day. This is just a reminder of how little those who serve us in the state house understand reproductive health care. All options also discussed the Hoosier Abortion Fund at last night's vigil. Jess Marchbank, the state program director of All Options, says the abortion fund helps support and financially provide for Hoosiers who are looking to receive an out-of-state abortion. All Options is a national nonprofit organization that supports people through all their parenting, pregnancy, abortion, and adoption needs. And we do that with both a talk line that's a national talk line that supports people with peer counseling. Um, but here locally, we have the Hoosier Diaper Program, which just since January 1st, we have distributed over 140,000 diapers to local families in Bloomington and Monroe County. And um, then, of course, what we're here for tonight is to talk about the Hoosier Abortion Fund, which supports Hoosiers accessing abortion care. And we will continue to do that after the ban goes into effect. Um, it is perfectly legal and safe to seek abortion care in other states. So we have relationships with over 50 abortion care providers in other states, chiefly Illinois, Michigan, and Ohio, but other states as well. So we are well equipped to help Hoosiers seek care in other states. We can help pay for it. And we're also partnered with other organizations that can help with things like rides and childcare and hotel. So we don't want people to feel like they don't have options if they're facing an, an, a pregnancy that they that they don't want. So if someone wants to just find out what their options are if they're pregnant and in Indiana, they can call the Hoosier Abortion Fund or text at 812-727-4423. We even have an online application. All options will always be here to support Hoosiers and, and frankly people throughout anyone who can get pregnant. Um, Particularly, we want Hoosiers to know that we're going to be here to support them with diapers or with abortion funding or just with uh, judgment-free support and resources because it can be hard to Google for these things. If you Google, how do I get an abortion, you're just as likely to end up at a very <laughs> non-reputable site. So people can contact us if they just want to know what's up, what are my options, and we're non-coercive, we're non-judgmental and we're just here to support people. Community members in attendance expressed their concern and frustration with the passage of SB1. Here's what one Bloomington resident had to say. I mean, SB1 is, like so many people said today, just an absolute affront to our democracy and to women's rights and to human rights and to healthcare. And I think it's despicable. And honestly, our representatives who voted for this should be ashamed of themselves. 
but I think it's important to remember that this is not the end and that we have won this fight and we will win it again. And the optimistic side of me likes to remember that this is an extremely unifying issue. This is an issue that affects people of every demographic. Obviously, it does impact people who are low income, people of color um, more, but it, it impacts every demographic and it's something that people across the political spectrum are outraged about and I hope that we can use that to empower people to get out and vote, to go to events like this, to volunteer, to elect new representatives, to run for office themselves. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's the most optimistic thing I can say today. <laughs> Just as Hoosiers locally and statewide are continuing the fight for reproductive rights, state politicians such as Yoder are urging local residents to vote and make their voices heard. I know we are feeling like there's a punch in the gut to have to stand here today and come together once again. After fighting all of these years to get that right 50 years ago, and we're back where we started. But let us not fool ourselves. We are not back where we started. We know what we have to do, and we will do it. A small minority put this bill into law. A majority, and we know the majority of Hoosiers want access to abortion care. We can defeat this. Yeah. We can. There are more of us. It is, it is on each of us to educate our neighbors, our family members, and yes, get them to the polls, and yes, continue to reach out to your legislators. Monroe County, I am not your only legislator in the Senate. Senator Cook also represents a portion of Monroe County. We can plea with him, write to him, demand to talk to him. And ultimately, we can choose a pro-choice, pro-reproductive freedom candidate to serve us in all of Monroe County, along with me. I need that person. We deserve that person. So remember, this is what democracy looks like, and choice is what democracy is built on. We cannot let this stand and must continue to press on and make sure that Senate Enrolled Act 1 is defeated and we have to do that in 2024. So let's get busy, let's keep our shoes on, keep marching, keep mobilizing, and keep organizing until it's done. For WFHB News, I'm Brooklyn Lambright.